Lifespring number 150, and now for something completely different. Hey, good to see you. So how you doing? Good to see you. Hello and welcome to Lifespring. I'm your host, Steve Webb. Today I'll announce the winner of the AMD-powered Windows Vista Ultimate Media Center PC that I've been talking about for the last month or so. Keep listening for that exciting announcement near the end of the show. I'm also going to have a few words to say about this past weekend's podcast and New Media Expo and the worship service we had on Sunday morning at the very end of the show. And I love to get your email at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. And even better, I love to get your voicemail, which you can call in toll-free at 877-433-9091. I've got a very special treat for you today, something that we've never done on the Lifespring Show. One of my very best friends in podcasting, and who has become a very good and trusted friend on a personal level, um, is Ron from Griddle Cakes Radio. I've talked about the show, and I've talked about Ron before. He's a very creative storyteller with a great production skill set as well. Well, nearly two years ago, Ron had a crazy notion. He thought, let's see if it's possible to get podcasters from a variety of locations and produce a play. Can we accomplish it with excellent production values? Well, on this show, you get to be the judge of that. I think what Ron and the crew accomplished is so good that I want to share it with you, the Lifespring family. So like I said, this is something completely different for the Lifespring Show, but I hope that you'll get a kick out of it. So, without further delay, I give you Pottenstein. Coming to you live from... Live? Well, sort of. You know what I mean. From our studios in beautiful Orange County, California, the OC Podcast Players present... Podenstein. The story we're about to tell you is true. Dr. Victor Podenstein has it all. He's young, rich, handsome, brilliant and can turn every lady's head as he walks through a crowd. Hi, Dr. Pottenstein. Mm, hello, Dr. Pottenstein. He's got everything. Hi, ladies! <laughs> well, almost everything. You see, Dr. Pottenstein has a... How should I say this? A voice that makes fingernails down a chalkboard sound pleasant. And although his affliction created many problems... None was more important than how it affected his dream to couple his two favorite passions, medical research and podcasting. Hi, this is Victor Pottenstein podcasting to you from the Pottenstein Castle. I thought this story was supposed to be true. It is true. Come on, nobody podcasts from a castle. They don't? Well, how about a cottage? Uh, I don't know. know. <sighs> All in favor of podcasting from a cottage? Aye. 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 All opposed? Nay. The eyes have it. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. 
That's right. Hi, this is Victor Poddenstein coming to you from the Poddenstein Cottage. I still think the cottage sounds cheesy. Welcome to the 17th episode of Spare Parts Radio, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes into my research about building people from the ground up. Literally. Although the content for Spare Parts was compelling, nobody could listen past the first few minutes without suffering severe audiological damage. 17 episodes into his dream, and he still only had two subscribers, himself and his mother. He searched everywhere for help. He tried other podcasters. At the Transylvania Podcasters Meetup Group, he spoke with the Count from the Denial of Service Attacula podcast. Have you tried the proper mic technique? He asked Bob Bandages from the Mummy Cast. And how about voice training? He asked Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason from Friday the 13th, and Michael... Michael Moore? No, no, Michael Myers from Halloween. Michael Moore is too scary to hang out with this crowd. He tried everything. Vocal training, mic technique, low-pass filtering, digital signal processing, and thousands of others. Unfortunately, it just didn't matter. What can I do? What can I do? There comes a time in life when you feel at the end of your rope. A time when you can't seem to go on. When all of a sudden, in an instant, an idea pops past your mic filter and into your head that changes everything. As Victor scanned his laboratory, he knew precisely what he was going to do. Wait a minute. I'm a brilliant physician. I've got plenty of money, technology, and a junk drawer filled with spare parts. I'm going to create the sweetest sounding voice in all of podcasting. And so, armed with his mission to create the perfect podcasting voice, Victor went to work. He worked night and day, feverishly toiling over his new creation. He skipped meals, he skipped appointments, he didn't even bathe. Honey, are you in here? Yes, my love. I'm over here. Where? Over by the torsos? No, I'm by the frozen heads. Ew. Oh, there you are. Where have you been? Everyone's looking for you. I'm so glad that you're here, Elizabeth. I'm just about to bring my new creation to life. Victor, you reek. I, I, I know, dear, but, but, but that's not important right now. I'm about to pull the switch and... You do no such thing until you go take a bath. But, but, sweetheart, I'm just about to make history by... History can wait till you clean yourself up. But, sweetheart... go now. Yes, dear. As Victor goes off to bathe, Elizabeth looks around the room and is astonished at what she sees. Electric currents flowing through odd-looking machines... Beakers filled with gelatinized liquids that wouldn't be allowed on an airplane gurgle in an odd rhythm. And that's when she sees it, a creature lying on a stainless steel table. It looks like a man, but in a grotesque sort of way, because his physical features are massive. 
large hands, tree trunks for legs, and Sasquatch-looking feet. In dire need of a pedicure, I might add. Uh, Let's leave the descriptions to me, okay, Lizzie? Whatever. And that's when she notices his skin color, a sickly-looking green. Cautiously, she walks over to look at his face. His head is the size of a breadbasket. His flat forehead carries an ugly scar. His eyes are closed. Blue lips are found above the chin that's just a little smaller than Jay Leno's. Besides the sheer size of the creature, everything looks about right. Except for these two bolt-like devices protruding from his neck. Lizzie. Sorry. So, what do you think? Pretty impressive, huh? What is it? I've created the finest podcasting voice in the world. What are these bolt things coming out of his neck? Oh, uh, those aren't bolts. If you put a microphone by each ear, one by his mouth, and and attach these two transducers to those special neck ports, he podcasts in 5.1 surround sound. Oh, that's nice, dear. I'm hungry. Can we go out tonight? If I eat one more TV dinner, I just do But I was just about to pull the switch and bring him to life. (sighs) Will it take long? Two two minutes. Like a real two minutes? Or like two minutes left in a basketball game where it seems to take forever? I've told you a hundred times, the clock stops on all timeouts. And if you're down by a few points at the end of the game, the object is to foul the opposing team, thereby stopping the clock How and... How much longer is this going to take? Here, here. L- let me just pull the switch and... The monster begins to twitch. He scratches his nose and yawns. He stretches, sits up, and starts to move his mouth. Nothing comes out. Puzzled, the monster tries again. Still, nothing more than a squeak. Finally, he takes a deep breath and... Happy birthday! It speaks! It speaks! Sure, it speaks, Victor. But he doesn't have the finest podcasting voice in the world. He sounds like a cartoon character. Well, nothing that a few little adjustments can't fix. Here, here, let me add a little bass. Listen here, baby. I've got something to tell you. Oh, yeah, much better, Victor. Oops. (laughs) A A little too much. Need a little more travel. Hold on. Welcome to Spare Parts with Victor Poddenstein. Got it! What do you think? Oh, my. I think it is dreamy. (laughs) And so, Victor Poddenstein finally had his perfect voice, and with it, he could fulfill his dream to be a podcaster. The turnaround in Poddenstein's listenership was amazing. 
He went from two listeners to 2,000 overnight as he became the talk of the town, especially with the ladies. Did you hear the latest episode of Spare Parts? <laughs> Did I ever? Is Dr. Puttenstein a dreamboat or oh, what? He is. But what do you think happened to his voice? Isn't it weird how he went from, well, you know, to, well, you know? Actually, I saw him at the Little Shop of Horrors the other day. Oh. Was he with that wench, Elizabeth? I can't stand her. Yeah, little Lizzie was there. I saw them from across the room and, well, I just had to say hi. I bet you did. Tell me about it. As I was walking toward them, he looked up at me with those big brown eyes and, oh my gosh, I just melted. And I said... Excuse me, Dr. Pottenstein, I hope I'm not intruding, but I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your show. Why would we consider your interrupting our perfectly nice dinner an intrusion? I know, and I'm so sorry, but I just had a question about last week's show. What are the ethical implications oh, of trans... I'm sorry, dear, but he's resting his voice. Excuse me? Well, it's no real secret. But truth be told, Victor had a little accident in the lab last month, injuring his vocal cords... Everything's fine, but he only gets a few hours per day to speak before his voice gets tired. The good news is that by resting during the day, he sounds magnificent during the evening. Oh yes, all of the girls at university love his voice. Oh, you mean his show? Oh, of course. Spare Parts is very educational. I really enjoyed the last episode, in fact, rewiring the central nervous system for fun and profit. Thank you so much for coming by, little girl. We'll make sure to send you an autographed picture or something. Did she really call you a little girl? Ugh, she's a piece of work, isn't she? What does he see in her? You mean besides the angelic face, size zero body, and legs that go up to her neck? Ugh, he deserves better. Someone who will treat him much nicer than her. You've got someone in mind? Well, me, of course. But I thought you had a thing for that guy at work. Jimmy? Jimmy Olsen? Yeah. I've seen the way you look at him. Well, sure, he's cute, but he's got no ambition. If he could just apply himself, he'd be a great catch. But everything wasn't well with Victor and Elizabeth. Can I get you a napkin to wipe that drool off your chin? What? Oh, so the way you looked at that girl. Oh, come on, Elizabeth. She's just a fan of the show. She's a fan of something, Victor. But I'll tell you right now, it's not your show. Thanks for covering for me, by the way. You're welcome. But I don't know how long the arresting your voice story is going to last. Just long enough for people to get to know him. Once we establish that, they'll welcome him with open arms. But the story was beginning to show a little fray around the edges, as the editor of the local newspaper had some questions of his own. Come in. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes. Take a seat, Jimmy. Have you been listening to Victor Poddenstein's podcast? Spare Parts Radio? Yes. And... What do you think of the show? It's pretty good. Even better with Victor's new voice. What have you heard about this new voice? Word on the street has it that Pottenstein had some sort of freak accident in his lab, causing harm to his vocal cords. The bad news is that he only gets to speak for a couple of hours a day. 
The good news is that his voice sounds great. And you buy that story? Uh, buy, sir? On my salary? Look, I've been a journalist before you were a twinkle in your daddy's eye, and I've got a gut feeling that this Poddenstein guy is hiding something. Like what? Like that's for you to find out. I'm giving you your first assignment, Jimmy. Oh, golly, Mr. White. This is great. Should I work with Clark? No, Jimmy. Ever since I caught him in his office wearing tights and a cape, I just don't trust him anymore. I'm looking for you to pick up the slack. You can count on me, Mr. White. Ah, uh, Jimmy, that's the closet. Oops. Sorry about that, Mr. White. And so Jimmy went off to find the real story of the strange happenings within the Poddenstein cottage, which were just about to get even stranger. I'm back! Elizabeth? Oh, she stepped out for a minute, Victor, but hey, listen to this. <clears throat> Hitting you right between the ears with a message of hope. What's that? Oh, it's some new ideas for our show. I've been working on a new intro. What do you and... mean, our show? Well, okay, your show, but I think that if we change the intro music to be what more... What are you doing? Uh, I don't know, Victor. I... What are what you, do you mean? doing? But, Victor, I was just thinking... Let's get this straight. If I wanted you to think... I would have given you a bigger brain. I made you to talk, period. Let's go over this one more time. I think you talk. I'm the star, you're nothing. You got it? What's going on here? This thing is trying to take over my show. I was not. I was just working on... Shut up! Victor, you hurt his feelings. I didn't give him feelings. He's a pile of parts with perfectly tuned vocal cords. That's it. I need a hug. Oh, come over here, sweetie, and I'll give you a hug. He, he, was, he was mean to me. Victor, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Apologize. I will do no such thing. You will, too. Why are you taking its side? Because he's not an it, Victor. He's a person with feelings. He's medical waste wearing polyester pants. Hey, you're nice and soft, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you, sweetie. And you smell real nice, too. Look, let's just go down to the restaurant, relax, and calm down. I'm hungry. You can come to the restaurant with us. Are you crazy? We can't take him out in public. Why not, Victor? It's been a month now. People love your, his, uh, your new voice. It's time to let people know what's going on. I'll destroy him before that happens. Victor. Destroy? As in kill? I won't let you do that. You have no choice in the matter. I made you. I can unmake you. You gotta catch me first. Come back here. Come back here. Now look what you've done, Victor. Bodenstein. Jimmy, what is it? Green. Baby. Slow down, son. Here, breathe into this. 
Okay. Without the bag this time. Sorry. Pottenstein created a monster. Well, I know Elizabeth is a little over the top, Jimmy, but... No, no, a monster. A real monster. You know how he claims to be able to create life on his show? He did it. He really did it this time. So the voice? Is the monster's, not Pottenstein's. Great Caesar's ghost, I just knew it. I didn't get these gray hairs for nothing, Jimmy. Okay, let's go get us a scoop. I'll get the photographer and we'll meet you over at Poddenstein's. He's gone. Poddenstein? No, the monster. What do you mean, gone? He crashed through the window, nearly stepped on me with those big green feet, which are in desperate need of a pedicure, I might add. Where'd he go? He was heading for town. I came here first. Uh, Okay, let's get the photographer. Perhaps we can still get a jump on this story. Hello, miss. What can I get you? I'd like a chili dog and a soda, please. That'll be eight twenty-five. Okay. Here's a three-dollar bill, and I know that I have some quarters around here somewhere. Whoops. Here you go, ma'am. I think you dropped this. Thanks, Dr. Pot. Wait! Don't hurt me, man! You can have anything you want. But take it! Mr. White, did you hear that? Bingo, we have a winner. It looks like he's over by Elm Street. There goes our exclusive. Maybe not. And remember, if you are still feeling amorous after four hours, please consult your physician immediately. We interrupt this regularly scheduled program to bring you breaking news. A monster is loose in the city. Biff Brown is in Chopper 13 with the story. Biff? Thanks, Gary. Yeah, there's quite a bit of commotion happening down there. Uh, the creature was last seen running down Pickle Street before jumping onto Podcast Alley. Biff, can you describe what you see? There, there's just a lot of people running around, Gary. There appears to be... Wait, I, I can see him now. Oh, he's a big one. Probably seven foot tall and, and green. Uh, speaking of green, uh, this news is brought to you by Washington Street Paint Supply. We've got all the colors of the rainbow and more. Thanks, Biff. Let us know if the situation changes from the air. In the meantime, we have our special correspondent on the ground. Take it away, Geraldo. This is Geraldo Rivera. Get him, Jimmy! Geronimo! Get the microphone, Jimmy! I'll take care of Geraldo. 
you go get that story. This is special correspondent Jimmy from the Daily Planet. We're here in the town center where the Pottenstein's monster is on the loose. He was last Wait, seen at... one minute, Jimmy. Did you say Pottenstein monster? Yes, I did, Gary. Earlier this afternoon, I witnessed Dr. Pottenstein and this creature in the Pottenstein Castle... Cottage! Sorry, cottage. Um, and they were arguing over the direction of the show. The creature went berserk, jumped through the window, and I followed him here. And that's all it took. With Jimmy's scoop, the cat was out of the bag. The crowd chased the monster into the library and up the stairs to the bell tower. Having nowhere else to go, he climbed out on the ledge. Look! There he is! On the ledge! I think he's gonna jump. Just then, Dr. Poddenstein and Elizabeth arrived. Look, Jimmy! There's Poddenstein! Go talk with him! Get off me! I'll take care of Geraldo! You go get that story! Gary, Victor Poddenstein just arrived. I'm going to work my way through the crowd to interview him. Well, this is exciting, ladies and gentlemen. If you are just joining us, there is a monster loose in our fair city. He's trapped on the library's bell tower, stereotypically, and we have our newest correspondent, Jimmy, working his way through the crowd to get to Victor Pottenstein, who allegedly created this monster in his laboratory. Dr. Pottenstein? Dr. Pottenstein, special correspondent Jimmy Olsen, can I ask you a few questions? Uh, I'm a little busy here. Is it true that you created this monster? That depends on what your definition of the word create is. To make, to manufacture, to uh, to put into oh. existence? Well, if you put it that way, yes. Did you hear that? Huh! Pottenstein made the monster! Pottenstein made the creature! I just saved the bundle on my car insurance. So, Dr. Pottenstein, why did you make the creature? Well, you see, I wanted to create the sweetest sounding voice within all of podcasting. So I took my vast medical knowledge, coupled it with my theories for creating life, and voila, here he is. Listen to his voice. He sounds horrible. And for the past month, he's been doing your podcast? Well, just the voice. I've been doing all the writing. He won't let me do anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, the monster just spoke. Can't you get it through your thick skull? You're not human. You're you're Mr. Potato Head with vocal cords. I am not a potato head. I'm a human being. Uh, Just save me the time and effort of coming up there and, and, and jump, will you? Just jump. Doctor, why are you so mean to me? I'm a man. I have feelings. Aww. Feelings? You weren't programmed to have feelings. You're a voice, that's all. And I've fallen in love with Elizabeth. Huh? What? In love? With Elizabeth? Oh, you're delusional. And I've fallen in love with you, too. <laughs> She's leaving him for a monster. Uh, Elizabeth, what are you doing? I'm sorry, Victor, but you won't have the man he is. Ouch. That's going to leave a mark. Jump! Jump now! I order you! Leave him alone, you big bully. Yeah! Leave him alone! You people are crazy! He's worthless! He's just a pile of spare parts! And I think you're the monster, Poddenstein! Yeah! I say get him! What? Get him! Get him! Get him! Hey, where'd all these pitchforks come from? Yeah, where did all those pitchforks come from? 
the angry mob chased Dr. Poddenstein out of town where he was never seen again. It's rumored that he's hiding out in a cave somewhere, plotting to get his revenge, but none of those rumors have ever been substantiated. Uh, what about the monster and Elizabeth? Anything come of that? We get married! Lizzie? Sorry. The monster changes his name to George. He marries Elizabeth, and they move into a little cottage oh, where they... Oh, go ahead. Make it a castle. Really? Sure. Why not? Give the kids a break. Okay, then. They moved into a castle and lived happily ever after. What? That's not fair. I fell in love with that dreamy voice from day one. Where's my happy ending? <clears throat> Breaking news. Ace reporter gets down on one knee seeking the hand of beautiful woman just jilted by a monster. Will she accept? The answer after this break. <gasps> Jimmy, what has gotten into you? Well, I've been eating a little more protein lately, you know, the, the Atkins thing and all. Whatever it is, I like it. Of course I'll marry you. Hooray! 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 And on that note, if everyone else is sufficiently happy... I'm not. Well, listen, Geraldo, things didn't work out too well for me either. Puddenstein! I thought we were never going to hear from you again. Just substantiating rumors. And almost everybody lived happily ever after. I hope you liked the play. If you did, why don't you drop an email to ron at griddlecakes.com and let him know you heard it here. Well, many of you have been waiting for this point in the show with bated breath. Well, now is the time to announce the winner of this very cool AMD-powered Windows Vista Ultimate Media Center PC that I've got sitting right next to me and that I've been talking about for the past month or so. I encouraged you to enter the drawing, and lots of you did in several different ways. Some of you wrote reviews for your favorite shows on iTunes. Some of you completed the survey that I had on the website. Some of you answered the Bible trivia questions we had for you this month. So all the entries were put into an Excel spreadsheet and assigned a number. Then I used a random number generator to give me a number from the range of entries. And the number it came up with represented one of the entries. And that entry came from... Someone whose first name is... Ari. Congratulations, Ari. I've got your email address and I'll be contacting you for an address to send your new computer. Thanks to everyone who participated. I appreciate your involvement and the effort you took to enter the drawing. I hope you had fun. I'm not quite sure how we'll top this contest, but I hope you'll participate next time too. I learned quite a lot from the survey results and I think you'll see some changes being worked into the show in the next few weeks. Nothing too very dramatic because most of the comments said, don't change a thing. <laughs> I certainly appreciate that sentiment because everyone likes to think that they are perfect just the way they are, but hey, let's face it, we could all improve somewhere, and you guys had some good ideas and some good suggestions, and so I'll be introducing those into the show over the next few weeks, like I said. So anyway, just because the survey's been closed, that doesn't mean that I don't want to hear more feedback from you. As always, I want to hear from you at steve.lifespring and gmail.com, and the toll-free comment line is 877-433-9091. So use that address and use that phone number. 
Well, as many of you know, if not all of you, uh, this past weekend was the podcast and the New Media Expo. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but since I ran the promos on the show for the worship service, I'm thinking that some of you just might be interested in how that went. Well, in a word, fantastic. I didn't take a count, but my guess is that there were between 30 and 50 people who came. Now, that's not a huge crowd, but when you are in the midst of a decidedly secular event, and this is the very first time that this has been done with no budget at all for promotion, I think the number is respectable. Thanks to each of you who attended, and a very special thank you to my son Matt Webb, who came down to play his guitar to accompany Miss Carmen Tyler as she led us in singing three songs of worship. And Carmen, thank you so much for being a part of this wonderful time. And of course, many thanks to the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher for coming to play his music for us and to bring a great message. Jimmy did this with a heart for ministry, not because he was being paid, because I had nothing to offer him in that regard. Um, He lives in Kansas City, Missouri, so making the trek to Ontario, California is no small commitment, especially when you consider that he brought two of his band members to play for the Friday night concert and then a concert at my church on Sunday evening. Jimmy, may God bless you real good for your sacrifice, brother. Now, if you're interested in seeing the worship service, I'll be putting it up at lifespring.tv in the next couple of days. And also, I'll be sharing some of the video I took at the concert that he did at my church as well. I'm starting a brand new video show, which is called Mountaintop Musings. And one of Jimmy's brand new songs was the inspiration for the very first episode. You'll see him perform that song in the debut episode of Mountaintop Musings. I think you're really going to like that show. So watch for that at lifespring.tv as well. Over the next few days, I'll be making some changes there at Lifespring.tv so that I can submit Lifespring.tv to the iTunes podcast directory so you'll be able to subscribe to the show if you so desire. And then let me just really quick mention that I had a meeting with Podshow and uh, talked to them about some of the things that took place this last year. And uh, uh, there'll be more about it in the future. But let me just say that uh, they were extremely apologetic and willing to practically bend over backwards to make amends. So... Very good signs there with Pod Show. And that's the last time I'm going to talk about them right here. And then very quickly, I need to tell you that my dad is back in the hospital. And that's why the show was late again this week. I'll appreciate your prayers. He fell again, but nothing is broken. He's in for hopefully just a short time so that they can observe him. Well, I know that this was a show unlike any other life spring. I hope you're okay with that. To tell you the truth, with the expo this past weekend, and then with my dad's fall, I just needed a break. Um, I promise to bring you some fresh and practical words from my heart and God's word next week, God willing. Because, remember, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus asks you this. Who do you say that I am? Life Springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. Thanks so much for being with me today. Until next time, my name is Steve Webb. May God bless you richly. Credits for the production of Pottenstein are the cast of characters. The announcer was played by Paul Barry. Dr. Victor Pottenstein was Scott Stice. The part of Elizabeth was played by Elizabeth Grant. Count Attacula was played by Paul McKellicott, as well as the part of Bob Bandage. Frosty the Snowman was Ellie Hirschman. Barry White was played by Thomas Ward. 
The monster was Steve Webb. Agatha was Jennifer Willits. The part of Sophie was Callie Lewis. Jimmy Olsen was played by Ellie Hirschman. Mr. White was Ron Plouffe. Newsperson Gary was played by Thomas Ward. Biff Brown was Jeff Roney. Geraldo Rivera was played by Andre Kuznetsov. The street hot dog vendor was played by Bob Wright. The commercial announcer was played by Paul McEllicott. Woman 1 was Joanne Colin. Woman 2 was Natalie Nicole Gilbert. Woman 3 was Kara Cameron. And man number 1 was played by Tim Webb. The Poddenstein Crew. Original story was written by Ron Plouffe of Griddle Cakes Radio. The producer was Jeff Roney of Roney's Own Radio. The director was William London, also of Roney's Own Productions. Additional writing was done by John Cosper of Righteous Insanity. Sound mixing was Ron Plouffe and Craig Connell. Original music by Eric Bajanel of EBO Music Studios. Conceptual artwork for Poddenstein was done by Becky Crockett of Podcast Designs. Poddenstein was produced by Roney Zone Productions in Southern California and was produced in association with the OC Podcasters Group in Orange County, California. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. 